0: My name is Coach Tony, and welcome to the Tobin Series Podcast.
1: Devontae, as we usually say, we usually get started by saying, welcome to Talk Your Exposure. However, this is something different. This is something special. Something special for you as you got on the jersey today. We We welcome you. We welcome you to the Tobin Series Podcast. How do you feel about this right now, Devante? I feel great. We got some special guests
2: with us here today. We're going to slow grind this one out, really get into depth, and
1: get this thing started. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. We are alongside the man that started Tobin Basketball. Coach Tony, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for jumping on the show. Thanks for jumping on the show. And of course, I'm going to say, I don't know if it's for sure, but the very, very, very first original. Tobin basketball player
3: <laughs> that's not true that's Did not, not, true. Close
1: that's not true. true close to
3: that's not close, true but close to close the new to. era yeah I'll say the <laughs> new era
1: how you doing today though man
3: I'm feeling great man
1: that's good feeling that's good. Great. we usually get our guests started off with a little with a game and Devante you will take us away with that yes I
2: will we always like to you know get the brain flowing a little bit with a game called overrated underrated I'm going to give you a series of topics, basketball-related, non-basketball-related. You're going to tell me if it's overrated or underrated. Give your little two seconds of spiel, and then we'll keep moving on. So with that being said, first one, Panera Bread.
0: Panera Bread. Uh, I'll go with underrated. I don't know. my, My wife likes Panera Bread, so I'll
1: go with underrated.
3: I can't I can't comment. I never had it before.
1: You never had it before. Okay. He's out the picture. He's out the hey hey Devante, we can't really be asking the bill too many food questions right now. You know he's fasting right now. You know he might No,
3: No, 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 no. You guys are good. I just broke my fast like an hour ago. So I'm good. We're good. Okay.
1: We're good to go
2: because I have another food one for you. White castle. Ooh. Have we had that before?
3: Man, you you guys, I don't know if i I've never had that before. Do we even have that in Canada,
2: <laughs> Tony?
0: I'll say overrated. I I've had it before. I just can't remember it, so therefore it's not that memorable to me.
2: All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going down these food lists because we've <laughs> got to hit one on the bone here. Olive Garden.
3: Okay, okay. That now now I have to say that's underrated. Still, I like Olive Garden.
0: Uh, I've
3: had I've had some good. Uh, I had I like their dishes. bread. I like their bread. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll go with underrated. I don't mind Olive Garden. Okay, well,
2: all right, let's go. Let's go into the basketball spiel. Dwayne Here
0: Wade.
2: Dwayne Wade, they say he's the number three shooting guard of all time, but that is a huge argument right now of the the variety of shooting guards in the NBA.
0: So, what do you guys got? Mm, that is a good one. I mean,
3: I mean, can, Gordon, I, can I go in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I go has- in the middle? Like, he's not really overrated or underrated. I think he's like properly rated. Like, I know James Harden's <laughs> in, the, in the mix now, but, um, I guess I'll go underrated.
0: Uh, man. James Harden is so hard to bet against just because of uh, his numbers, like is they're insane. Um, and there's also Jerry West. Obviously, I haven't watched them personally, but I know he's always in the topic. Um, uh, I'll go with underrated too. I think I think he's good.
2: Well, okay. I definitely think I'll definitely agree with you guys on that one. Now, another one here, Stefan Marbury. Had his best spiel as a New York Knicks, Obviously, finished his career in China. A lot of people saying it was just the New York Knicks and that's it. Is he overrated or is he underrated?
3: Shout out to the New uh, York Knicks right now, though. Shout out, there. shout out
2: to the New York Knicks right now. You're right.
3: Um, he was underrated, man. I don't think he got uh, enough in the NBA. I think I think he could have had a, a more memorable career playing on a, a longer career. But... <clears throat> hey man I think I think he was good man I think he was he was tough uh
0: yeah I, I'd agree I mean I don't know where people rate him so I don't I don't know uh if he's underrated or overrated but yeah I, I'd say he was he was definitely a great player okay last
2: right. one here. Wait, before, before
3: you say it before you say the next one man you had a good one with Darnell I watched your Darnell episode and you had uh Jason Tatum and uh Paul George Paul
2: George yeah. And,
3: like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't even have an answer for that one.
2: You don't have an answer for that one? I don't
3: have an answer for that one because it's, it's so close. I, I know Jason Tatum just had like a 60 point game recently. Yes, he did. And you know, Paul George has, like a, a longer career. You could, But uh, that one was tough, man. I don't even, he, he said Jason Tatum, but I think that's too quick to judge, man. He said Paul that George,
2: extremely quick. You're
3: right. Quickly, right? Yeah, man. And Paul George, uh, I know his name's been getting slandered a lot lately, but he's nice, man. And,
0: yeah mean, those pacer years were definitely being uh yeah, under
1: sold,
3: just... you know? mm-hmm. yeah. people are yeah, so so, sorry to cut forget. you off yeah no. so quick to forget
1: so quick to forget it's ridiculous but 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 you know you know why darnell chose tatum so quickly though as, as he mentioned in in, in the interview because he's he's a huge kobe fan you know what i mean yeah. so so as we saw as we saw the other day with with you know with him getting 60 man you know it's very close to, to kobe i mean you know like like Kobe, everything that he does is very similar to Kobe. That's why Darnell chose Kobe. But I agree with you though. It's, it's very it's a very tough one though too. You can't. It's like right at the right at the notch. Like they're like yeah. they're like right here. Eventually, when everything's said and done, I think Tatum will be ahead of Paul George. But right now, it's like neck and neck.
3: Exactly. Yeah. sixty fair. points is a lot, man. Too.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fair. And to conclude the game, you know, I gotta hear about this overrated or underrated Toronto Raptors as a franchise. As a franchise. There's speculation that you know these last five, six years, you know, are what people are evaluating. But what we gotta do is go all the way back. Right. So as a franchise, are they overrated or are they underrated? Steven, I don't want to hear nothing. Let them speak. <laughs> I didn't say a word. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna let Tony go first.
0: What I was gonna let you go first. What? Oh man. <laughs> no pressure, uh, no pressure. Man, the entirety of our organization? Yes. Oh man, we've had some very bad years. Um, <laughs> so like, I, would, I would say we're underrated in terms of like the love we have for our team has been undersold so many times, I feel like. Like like I remember um, our my favorite players growing up were like Junkyard Dog and like Morris Peterson, you know, like those types of guys. And like we still like when I go to games, we still cheer for them if we see them in the arena and stuff. So for me, like we're underrated as a city, and like how much we love our team. So I go with that.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say overrated.
0: <laughs> Why?
3: But, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real Raptors fan. I'm, a, I'm like half, half. If you guys can see in the back, I'm, a, I'm a big Luca fan, big Dallas Mavs fan. But, wow. um, I didn't really watch the Raptors too much growing up. I obviously seen the Vince Carter highlights and stuff, man. But. I, I gotta give them that year though. They don't. They don't get enough respect for that championship year because of the finals. So I know that doesn't really help my case, but it's just it's it's tough, man. When you have a whole country behind you and you, you still don't get love, they're kind of it's kind of tough to root for them. But um, I don't know. I just never been a huge huge Raptors fan, but I love Kyle Lowry. He's one of my favorites.
1: Well, now I, ha- I-, I have to chime in on this one, Devontae. I have to chime in on this one. As I know you would. Go ahead. And in my honest opinion, in my honest opinion, I- if you look at all the players Raptors have had, I think they might have one of the best organizations to ever, to ever have. Like,
3: yeah, no, definitely. An, definitely.
1: Team, uh, an all-time team. The Raptors might have one of the best all-time teams to ever play. Vince Carter, okay. McGrady, Marcus Canby, Damon Stoudemire, um Kawhi Leonard, Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry, count DeMar DeRozan. Hakim, do you- Pardon me?
0: If you want to count Hakeem too? Hakeem Olajuwon. know,
1: Elijah Juan, You know, you, know you-, you can even put... I mean, Chris Bosh, you could put, um, like, there's there's so many guys that have played for the Raptors in the in the 20, you know, what is it, 26 years that, that we've been around or whatever it is. Like, you can't even say the Raptors wouldn't, you know, th- them winning a championship was finally like, okay, great. They finally did it. But it was expected to happen. And if you put an all-time team with the Raptors, bro, who's beating that team? Let's be honest yeah. with you. Who's beating that team?
3: For real, for real. Like, can I chime in? I, I have, a, I have a, a friend who writes for the Raptors. He's going to hate me for that answer I just made. But I think I'm just going off the last season. So it's not like the whole everything. But, like, you definitely, like, uh, developed a lot of great players in the NBA. So I'll give them that.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and think about it, too. Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady were in their prime. Akeem Olajuwon in their prime. Marcus Camby in their prime. In his prime. Damon Stoudemire in his prime. Um, I've, I, Chris Bosh in his prime. Like, if you look just that five alone, even if you take off Marcus Camby, you, you look at Kemalijah, Chase McGrady, Vince Carter. And I didn't even mention Kawhi Leonard, by the way. But if you just mention those five, who's stopping that? Facts. Facts. Who's like there, There's no there's no way the Golden State Warriors are beating that team.
2: You need to stop, bro. You need to stop.
1: <laughs> They're you're not going to stop. too far. What do you <laughs> mean? No way. It's going to be a fight. Hold on. So you're yeah, telling, yeah. So, so you're telling me that Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD, and I don't know Bogut or 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 Maurice Bates, will, will,
3: will, Chamberlain. Up. Pardon? You're talking all-time teams now, or what? Oh
1: yeah, you you know what? Yeah, you, you're right. You can put you can put Will Travel too there too. Fine. Yeah. It's beating Kawhi, Vince, T-Mac, Chris Bosh, and and I don't know, go small ball, Kakeem. Guess what? Guess what? That's a conversation for a different day. So let's move on with the, <laughs> <stuff. Let's move laughs> on with the show. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> hey Tony, I want to ask you though, and, and we'll get to the deal right right afterwards. You know, but Tony, I gotta ask you, how has 2020 slash 2021 been for you?
0: Uh. I would just say boring, you know, like there's there's really not much going on, right? Um, the NBA season has been really good, though. Um, a lot of great teams, uh, unfortunate injuries. So at least we have a little bit of basketball, you know, the bubble was fun too. So mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that, it's, uh, it's been okay. But overall, just, yeah, it's just boring, you know.
1: Fair enough. Nabil.
3: Yeah, same, man. I have to say, like, the only thing pretty much keeping me sane is the NBA you know, we don't really, usually our, our Tobin seasons are filled from like January to December. So, you know, it gives you something to get out the house, you know, see, see like close friends, family. But it's been, it's been tough, man. I'm not gonna lie. I've had some dark days, you know, just bored at home, didn't, don't know what to do. I've had a lot of uh, walks in my neighborhood. I've seen parts that I've never seen before. So yeah, man, am just waiting for this, this whole thing to be done.
1: Uh, you and I both, man, you and I both, I'm with you on that one. I want to ask you guys start with the BL first, but I gotta ask, you know, what was what was your thoughts on life, on life prior to the pandemic? You know, as you mentioned, you said Tobin, what has you guys stacked from January till December, you know, even with your just life in general. What was life like for you guys prior to the pandemic?
3: It, it was good, man. It felt it felt like every year was getting more and more competitive. You know, uh Tony he never keeps anything the same, man. He's always uh upgrading where we need like upgrades, you know um putting us in the best tournaments, best uh competition, best leagues. So, you know, it, it, it was it was good, man. Like I I, I could see a lot of potential and like where we were going in terms of like every every year. And we were getting more and more like in terms of everything. So uh it sucks that it had to end, but um I know we'll be back. We'll be back stronger. It's just, it's just this is just short. You know, this is a short term thing. Nothing to be uh, really stressing about. I know Tony's been working on behind the scenes to figure out how we're gonna get back on the court. I know he, that's what he really wants. We all really want that, so it's good, man. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not too stressed, man. I'm just thinking positive.
1: Fair enough, Tony.
0: Ah, uh, life before pandemic.
1: The life before the pandemic. What was life like for you before the pandemic? Uh
0: great. <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> things are going well. Team. Yeah, like Nabil said, like we were we were growing as a team. We had a lot more opportunities coming. Um, we we're in talks of doing like international tournaments and stuff like that. Um, still looking into them, but like obviously with the pan- pandemic, they've been a hold. But outside of that, it was uh, life was great. I got married. Like we were planning to get married in uh, tw- uh, before the pandemic. So
1: yeah. It was, Congratulations. It was great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Congratulations to that. Congratulations to that. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys were to start a film on the year 2020, 2021, what would you call it? And who do you want to start in it? Nabil.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's uh
1: that's
3: <laughs> that's just throwing me out there. Um I'm gonna have to think about that for a little second. It's gonna start me and Tony. And it's gonna be called uh Getting Tobin back on his feet. I'm just I'm not that, that's a tough one, man. It is a tough
1: one. It's tough, one. Babe, we, we, we can't give you easy questions, man. We can't give you easy questions. Yeah. We'll get the mind flowing here a little bit. You know what I mean? Hey, Tony, what uh, what about you?
0: <laughs> man, I don't even know. Uh oh. I don't. I
2: don't really know. Uh oh. Steven, we got him, man. We got in a two-three trapping zone right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just say Michael B. Jordan or something.
2: Anything you put that man in, it's it's an a A yeah. plus on the board.
3: That's apparently. A
1: hit. So, <laughs> yep. Put, put put Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith in one movie and call it 20 uh, 2022.0. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Or call it call it the world 2.0. You have a great year.
0: For sure.
3: Yeah, man. So I don't know. I actually I've I have a different answer now. I've been thinking about a little, I just need a little time. But uh it would be called Independence Day 2, and it'll be starring Doug Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Smith. And Will Smith. I can't forget about hey, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> Yeah. you
2: got to have somebody coming back. Okay. No, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, what are your yeah. thoughts of the evolution of Asian basketball? You know, you have guys like Jeremy Lin coming back into leave uh, Scrawn and Klong to get back. And then you guys got, you got guys like Yuta on the Toronto Raptors, you know, coming from George Washington at A 10 school, you know, really pushing that cylinder for the Asian culture. So what do you think, what are your thoughts of the evolution thus far?
0: Um. Yeah, I think, I think, just Asian anything is gonna you know keep growing in terms of sports. You know, we had um Naomi oh I forgot her last name, sorry. Um Naomi something, but she just the, the tennis player, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's also Japanese. Um she was yeah she won. Uh we have Rui Hachimura. Um yeah like you said Utah Watanabe. We have like a lot of a lot of you know Asian players coming up and I think that like it's what well, we have to shout out Yao Ming of course who who uh got shout out Yao man
2: yeah.
3: you got
0: who, yeah, who paved the way. And uh I think even for Canadians, you know, how everyone's saying like Canadian basketball keeps growing. You know, I think the, the Asian basketball community is growing like right there with them. So, uh yeah, it's definitely an exciting time for for Asians and like knowing that we can compete, you know, and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Now, with that being said, you know, with multiple NBA players becoming endorsers to companies in Japan, in China, you know, do you think the market for basketball will get higher?
0: Uh. For sure. Uh, Asians are incredibly loyal to, to Asians, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah. China still probably, even when I go back, China still has endorsements from uh, Yao Ming and stuff like that. He's on like commercials all the time. So, you know, we just, we love, we love anyone that embraces our culture, even if they're not Asian, as long as they embrace the culture, you know, we're going to love them for it. So uh, yeah, it's just, it's just great to have so many uh, people be open to it too, open to Asian culture and stuff.
2: Yeah, and you know some of the names that I named before. You know, there's been a only there's only been a handful of Asian basketball players to make the NBA, like Yao Ming, like you said. You know, like Jeremy Lin. With all the Asian talent in um, Asia and Canada, the U.S. of course. You know, would you like to see more Asians in the NBA? Is it uh, fair to
0: say? Uh, of course, of course. I. Uh, but you know, the NBA is just such a high standard that they have to deserve to be there, right? Like yeah. you have to there's no excuses. Like there's no, just cause he's Asian, he's in the NBA. There's none of that. Like if you're in the NBA, it's because you're good enough to be there. So for me, it's like, yeah, if they're in there, that's great, but it, they've got to earn it too. Right.
2: Let's, let's flip the skips, uh, the script a little bit here for both of you guys. Are you guys following any basketball teams in particular or players right now this year? This year, yeah. not in general. This
3: yeah. Year. Yeah. So as you guys know, I already said, um, I'm a Mavericks fan. They're kind of, Pushing uh, the leaderboards a little bit with tied uh, with the Portland Trail Blazers and uh, the Lakers right now. Well, in close standing. So I'm excited to see where they finish. I'm a huge, huge Mavericks fan. I like Mark Cuban. I like that whole organization. You know, I think I became a fan of them in 2011 when uh, Dirk had that amazing run by himself against uh, the, new, the new big three. This guy said by <laughs> no he he, he had a, a deep deep squad but you, what he was doing man that was in- insane man I, I I go watch highlights of that uh, all the time but um yeah man this is a it's a very promising year for the Dallas Mavs man I think they could really go through the first round uh, hopefully we get the uh, the Denver Nuggets where uh, you know they have no Jamal Murray due to injury and it could be a uh, you know their their chance to get into the second round lose to the Lakers, possibly, but you know who knows. I just want, them, I just want them to get out of the first round again and show what they got. I know Luca's a MVP candidate, candidate at 21 years old. So
2: ridiculous, yeah.
3: It's it's crazy, man. It's, just, it's such a fun team to watch.
2: And, and Tony, for you, anybody in particular uh, that you're
0: watching? Kind of funny you're, that Nobil mentioned Denver because uh, I've been a huge Jokic fan for like three years Ooh. now, four years. So um, yeah, yeah. So I'm really. I was really happy to see him. He's probably going to win MVP in my opinion. I think that's no doubt. Um, But yeah, because of Jamal Murray getting hurt, you know, their chances might have slimmed down a little. So that kind of hurts. Um, Outside of that, I really like the Nets just because uh, I was a big Steve Nash fan while he was playing. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see how he'd do as a coach. So I was watching the Nets and uh, I think he's doing a pretty good job. Um, They have just, they don't have great center depth. So that's the only thing. So their defense might be a little shaky, but. Outside of yeah, those two teams I, I like, though.
2: So. Okay. And, you know, um, with this new era of basketball, you know, is there anything that you love in today's game that, you, you know, you really enjoy watching? Or I'll, refrain, yeah. I'll, I'll rephrase that question, you know. What do you enjoy the most about the game of basketball today in this era?
0: Hmm.
3: Well, I'll tell you one thing I don't like. I don't like the, the, soft, the softness of the NBA players now, man. You know, I can go all day with that, man. Yeah. You know, you see, you'll see Trey Young get lightly tapped on a layup, and he he won't come back on defense. Or you know, Luca. I know, I know he's my favorite player and all. But uh, he talks to the refs a lot, man. That's one thing I does. don't like about him. You know, so he gets a lot of slack. He gets a lot of uh, cash. I, can I swear on this, I'll just swear it's a lot of shit for that but i know he has he has like 15 technicals this year one more and he gets suspended for a game so you know that's not his his best trait but man yeah the one thing i do like about the league now is um the shooting man it's such a fast pace you know ever since steph curry like pioneered 10 shooting 10 to 15 threes a game you know you kind of see the whole league doing it and it's it's running up the score you see 150 point games you see uh a lot of uh, action now, so it's not like before where games would go like eighty to sixty. You know, some games would be like that, but uh, it's different now, man. I like it. It's very exciting.
1: Before we get to Tony, I actually want to t- want to touch up on that real quick because you know we all coach put we all coach kids and stuff like that, and we, well, t- you know, more more so uh, me in particular, but. The one thing I personally hate about what Steph Curry is doing is the fact that these kids come in the gym. They don't work on form shooting. They don't do all the things that they're supposed to be doing. They're jacking from half court when before they even get warmed or anything like that. They think that they're all Steph Curry coming to game and shooting, you know, 10 to 14 threes a game when they can't even they, – they've only hit one. They're like, oh, my God, you guys remember that one three I hit today? Bro, you guys are not shooters. Like, what are you guys doing? But you guys don't want to work on the thing that Steph Curry worked on. Steph Curry didn't work on and, – and I'm not – my, my, my passion right now is not towards – you know what you said or or towards unibill it's towards these kids that they think that they're all steph curry's you know what i mean mm. and liller's lillard's and trey young's and, and and those guys right it's like it's like do you guys understand that those guys all started from form shooting they all did form shooting when they were younger and they built their way up to get to where they are right now they didn't just wake up one morning and say oh i'm shooting from half court <laughs> like you know what i mean like they don't do that so the yeah fact, like you you're right Steph Curry has changed the game in so many ways, but in my personal opinion, he's also ruined the game as well. <laughs> in certain, certain things too, you know, for the for kid's mentality, stuff like that. What?
3: Yeah, facts.
1: And
2: as much as I agree with that, Stephen, but it's also gave kids like Steph Curry a chance. You know, kids mm-hmm. that aren't super athletic. You know, now they could they could emphasize their own on something else. You know, if I could shoot the ball at, a, at an extremely high clip, I can make it to a league like this, especially in this era. Now! They need to go put in the repetitions. But I also think, you know, we're going to see more players like Damian Lillard. Is Steph Curry in your top 10? All time.
3: Wow. He's top three for me, man.
2: Oh!
3: <laughs> he's top three, man. This guy changed his basketball, bro. And, I, and I'm going just off... I'm I'm just going off, like, what I've seen in the last couple months, man. Like, what he's been doing, like, he's not human. He's from a different planet. How could a guy from a different planet not be top three? I'm going to let Tony put his two cents, but he's he's definitely up there with me, man. It's MJ, him, and then whoever else. I don't even care. Like, he's he's not even my favorite player. I'm just saying this off what I'm seeing, bro. Like, offensively. <laughs> like, he's he's a different breed, man.
1: You're putting him over Kobe? Hmm? You're putting...
3: Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Don't, don't put me on the spot like that. Man. I'm just saying he's a great player, man. And I just want to emphasize it.
0: Okay. Uh... I would say I, I can see top three offensive player of all time. I, I would give you that. Um, top 10 overall, man, that's, that's – I think it's because his prime is kind of short still, right? Like, he's he really only hit his prime about three years ago. And, like, even though he's killing it now, we don't know how long. It 20, was,
3: 2015. Like, 2015. So, that's that's not three years ago. All
0: right, fine, 2015. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 So, um I don't know. It's hard to see until his, his career is over, but I would, I would never put him top 10 right now if he just retired today, is what I would say. I don't know. My
3: reasoning is, too, like, he's, what, 35, 36 right now, and he's, he's doing this to the NBA. Like, if, if all he needs to do is shoot, he could play to, like, 40, like, and if he's, do, if he's just doing the same thing he's doing right now, you know? Is that
1: 35, 36?
3: I think so. I think he's old. I think he's old.
1: he came in the league in 2010 as 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 a, as a, as a i think it was 2 years in university or something like that so i don't know Man, i, I got to go look that up cuz shoot i did not know. I, I thought he was like 31 32. he's old
3: I, no he's, he's older than he's, that he's older than that now.
2: But he was like 31 32 <laughs> but um tony you know a, a question in particular to you you know you've been big on your players progression you know by working with a guy like vlad you know why what? is it important for you to see the development of your players
0: um I would say even couple, since like probably like three years ago, I've probably stopped caring about winning Mega City games because like like just league games in general, they're, whether we win the season or not doesn't matter to me. What's important to me is just seeing the players grow because um, at the end of the day, winning Mega City doesn't help your career. Like that's not going to be on your resume. Being a good basketball player is going to be on your resume. Like being people being able to see you you know, perform at, High levels of, uh, high levels of basketball anywhere. You know at all the tournaments we've been to, so that matters more to me. So, to be able to see you guys grow and stuff like that is uh, is extremely important. You know.
1: Sure. So, shout out to Vlad. <laughs> shout out to yeah. Vlad. Shout out to Vlad. Shout out to Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony, I want to ask you as well. You know, you started Tobin basketball. What was it? What was your deciding factor to get it going? I know you touched up on a second ago saying you wanted to, to watch your players develop and stuff like that, but what was your your main deciding factor to start Tobin basketball?
0: Uh, yeah. So originally, it was just between my, like, our original team was just all of my high school friends. It was like our high school team, basically. That was on. Uh, that was the original Tobin team, and then we got a guy like Nabil, and then once I got a guy like Nabil, I was like, okay, like maybe we can compete against you know some some top notch teams. So once I so I started thinking, you know, like because usually when you're done university if you're not going pro right away you you're kind of like left in this like gap right Mm -hmm. um where you're just kind of hoping for a contract and you know you're just playing here or there so I was like you know maybe I can give uh have like a space for these players to come onto our team you know get have guys like Vlad train them you know keep keep them uh in shape uh have them keep improving on their game and then Hopefully as Tobin grows, you know, they'll have more opportunities to get scouted and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So originally it was just my high school team just for friends. And then I got deal an and then I was like, okay, we, we're going to get some good players. So we had some a pretty dramatic shift between uh, who was originally on the team and then who was on the team the following season. So,
1: yeah, the one, the one thing I like about your program is that you you like you said, you you're trying to get everybody to get scouted and, and you want your your, your players to get scouted. And the one thing that you guys do a great job at is putting film online, you know, you, you know, on your YouTube page and stuff like that. And a lot of people can they type in Tobin basketball. They see all the players that play, you know, whether it's Nabil, whether it's whether it's Jamil, whether it's Sai, whether it's Devante, whether it's whoever, whether it's even me, like whatever it was. Right. It, 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 didn't, it didn't matter who it was, but there's so many so many ways that people that play for Tobin can get recruited. But I gotta ask you though, for, for both you guys, you know, both you know, Tobin Basketball has been dominating the men's division in Toronto and Canada, even the United States, for for multiple years. What does the Tobin success mean to the both you guys?
3: Uh, it means a lot to me, man, because I've been th- there through this, the whole transition, man. From like I know we've been we've been always winning, but like it's like the t- it's the culture Tony like started. Like he actually understands and even though he doesn't play he know, he knows the game better than anybody you know so he could he could watch a player play and and know if he's like a tobin type of player and what is a tobin type of player a tobin type of player is a guy who you know he wants to win he has effort you know he's a team player these are all like traits that tony looks for and and, and gets them onto the team to and this is why we we succeed we don't just put anybody on the team you know we have top quality guys and like for example Cy... Uh, Eman, e- e- I can go all day Felix Josh Collins like these are all like guys who like are, are great people before even being great basketball players so like you know Tony really knows what he's doing and uh the whole transition I've been there from like when we were just playing like old men pretty much in like Dynasty Basketball League to like Lint and like top guys pro guys in, in Buffalo or in like Halifax and stuff like that so you know I've I've, I've seen it all I've seen the transition and it's just we every every year Tony just wants to get better and better. He does. He's, he's not like stagnant at all. He's he's never at a, a a place of contentment, you know. So he's always looking for the next best thing. He he, he doesn't stay on the the same things, you know.
1: For sure. Uh,
0: yeah. For me, like like I said, winning winning isn't as big as it was before. Uh, for me, it's just seeing guys get signed. Guys get you know like I don't want Tobin to be a place where guys retire. You know, like guys that's where your career ends. I want it to be like, you know, where you guys where guys can grow and guys still have a chance to play pro. So for me, hearing uh like someone like Devontae who who played pro uh just last summer for the Edmonton Stingers, you know, that makes me more proud than if I had won whatever tournament, right? So the, those are the moments I, I I live for now. So yeah, winning's not a big deal for me anymore
1: fair honestly honestly that that shows a lot about you and yourself as a character because a lot of a lot of people especially when they when they get older you know they see they see kids they see kids kind of or or people get to 20 21 22 and they're like eh i'm, I'm done with that age group anyway so i might be really going to try to help anybody or whatever the case might be so for you to be able to really put yourself out there you know you bring you bring new talent in you bring nabil you bring you bring devante you bring you know guys like side danjil josh who don't really play basketball as much anymore as they did when they were younger, to bring them in and still say, you know what? I'm going to make sure that these guys are still going to get any opportunity any way possible. Just by putting them in the league or getting them in front of somebody, it's important, man. And that shows a true, true character about you. So shout out to you, Tony, for, for, for helping these people and making sure that they're able to, you know, get to the next level and do what they're supposed to do. But uh, I do got to ask you guys though, and I'm going to start, the, start the with Tony. What is your fondest moment or funniest moment or whatever moment you want to talk about regarding Tolman basketball?
0: All right, so, yeah, this is the Darnell story. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it's a good life lesson, very coincidental. So when I was making the transition about five years ago from just my high school friends to, to a more serious team, I, uh, I messaged Darnell on Facebook, and I was like, Darnell, you want to come play for us? Because uh, I saw a couple of clips from him uh, in Dynasty Basketball, and I was like, oh, okay, he's got a nice jump shooting form, whatever. Uh, I thought he'd be a great addition. So then he uh, he messaged me back and he was just like, oh, sorry, I'm going to go to school. So I, uh, I'd love to play for you, but it's just not the right time. And I thought, great, you know, that's a respectful answer. You know, so for me, um, character always matters, right? So he could have ignored me. He could have just, you know, moved on and said nothing. But, you know, he gave me an answer. He said it respectfully. And I was like, okay, I like this guy. Five years later... I see him at tournaments and I'm like, is this the same guy? Like, I don't know. But then I see that jumper and I'm like, okay, it's the same guy. This is Darnell. So when uh, we were making the Halifax team, uh, I messaged him and I was like, five years later, I was like, you want to come to Halifax? And he said, yeah. And we won Halifax. And I just think it's a great story just because um, it just shows that as long as you're respectful to anyone, you know, it's, you, you never know who will give you an opportunity, right, in the future. So just just be respectful to everyone around you and stuff like that. So I
1: thought yeah. that was just cool. Full circle, yeah, full circle. I love that, man. I love that. What about you in the bill?
3: And I've have, I've have so many memories, but um, I'm just gonna talk about uh the early days in Tobin, man. When uh, I think uh it was probably my best Tobin game ever. Tony, Tony doesn't know it, but uh, I, what I think is my best game. It was uh, I think it was the second round against the uh, the Wolves in Dynasty Basketball League. And, you know, I just put up a monster game with like eight blocks. You know, I, I, I didn't that. have that many <laughs> points. You know, for, for, for personally, like I think you you, you mentioned it in like uh recently with that little that Highlight. little contest yeah. you had, yeah. But um, it it's just it blew my mind knowing how much uh, impact I had that one game and seeing the highlights from it and uh and what I did. And that it, it that team was a powerhouse. Like we were, we were outmatched, man. We were, we were supposed to lose that game, but um we came out on top, man. You know. Came out clutch. I ended up hitting a game winner in the finals that year. So it was just yeah, man, it's probably my fondest season and moment in in Tobin history. You know, I think that's where it, where it like catapulted us from where we are now, you know. It, that's how I feel. But it's uh it was a great start to the, the whole Tobin dynasty, man. You started off on a good foot.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I, I gotta I gotta ask you, you know, you know, Tony, you, you mentioned earlier on how you you and Darnell met, but I'm curious to know how did you and up meet?
0: Uh okay, so this is Nabil for uh how good he is probably had the worst Tobin debut of any player. <laughs> um
3: hey, before I you get you into this, this, before you get into this, so I was I, I, yourself, I yeah. this is 2013, right? 2013, 2014. I'm I'm at Ryerson, right? And then I have I have a good year, like I was supposed to be a red shirt. Uh, some guy named Ostap Choli who plays for Tobin uh I think a couple years last year or the year before uh he got injured he hurt his knee right so I go from red shirt to I'm on the team this year and this is when I'm I live in Richmond Hill like I I I wasn't even supposed to be on the basketball team because a uh, long story I don't know if you guys want me to talk about that team that whole story but um I'm on Ryerson now and uh I'm I'm 17 years old I'm the youngest guy on the team I'm playing with uh Kadeem, um Adika you know, Aaron Best, all those guys, so I'm on the team now, and uh, I have, like, the terrible, like, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm nerve-wracking, every, everything is just going down bad, man, like, so I, I finished the year on, like, with bad grades, but, like, everything was good, like, in terms of, like, the basketball side, but, like, I didn't end up, uh, you know, staying in, staying at Ryerson because of my grades and everything, and uh, I take a year off, you know, I'm, I'm looking for things to do, you know, I'm trying to get my life back in order you know i'm applying to colleges you know trying to get my uh, academics straight and you know i have a summer job i think it was the summer of this is after my my year off at uh, turtle jacks you know I'm, I'm doing i'm like a little chef and all and uh my, my my uh my old old uh friend from like elementary days uh tyler is working there with me you know and he's like yo i got this basketball team bro you're trying to come play and all and i'm like i don't know man where is it it's like, yo, it's in, uh, in York. I'm like, where, York, the York, York? He's like, no, nah, York, Glendon campus. I'm like, where the hell is that? He's like, yeah, just come on. Uh, I'll drive you. You know, we'll, we'll come play a game with us. I think I came to watch the first time. I, I can't remember if I came to watch or I played. I think you guys were in playoffs.
0: No, no, I, you played.
3: So, I, yeah, I came and I played. And this this is playoffs. I'm like, what the hell? How am I playing in the playoffs or something? I don't know. I, I can't remember that part exactly. But uh, just a bunch of Asian guys and, and my my boy Tyler was a, a African American fellow, African Canadian fellow, and uh, you know I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but uh, stayed stayed with this team. I played a uh, season after season, and then you know I got my life back on track. I went back to Seneca, and history was made after that. But it was the best decision I ever made.
2: Nabil, let's uh let's talk about your Seneca center career, you know
3: how did you get sorry
1: sorry sorry but, but 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 hey tony didn't give his answer yet tony, tony said he did not give yeah, his yeah no answer
3: i had to, to i have to cut him out no, tony sorry. said
1: he had the worst debut in tobin history i gotta hear this man i gotta hear this
0: no yeah it's just yeah because uh i had to be fair i have very high expectations because he told me Nabil was six <laughs> six and played for ryerson You're so right. i was like okay this guy's gonna drop like 20 easily and at that point, even in my uh, on my high school team, the tallest player we ever had was like six one. So having a guy who was six six, I was like, I've never even seen someone six So Nabil walks in the gym. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna not say anything. Nabil, you just go play. I think he probably scored like two points that that game. And I was like, <laughs>
2: yeah. it was, it was a bad game. And I was
0: he's like. I was like, I have no idea how good this guy is, but we'll keep him just because he's six six. Mm-hmm. But oh my goodness, it was yeah, like Nabil said, it was the best decision. Like yeah, I'd be yeah, it was just an amazing uh experience. Yeah, he had faith him, in me,
3: man. Too. I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: seeing his growth after that, but yeah, he it was it was a be- pretty bad debut. But outside of that, mm. it was I got
3: crazy. better every game than I though
0: for sure, but he didn't dunk for like two seasons in a row. <laughs> I don't know how that
2: happened, but yeah, yeah, wow, that's a different story. But uh, sorry to cut you off there, Tony, um, before. But Nabil, you know, let's talk about your your, your time at Seneca. What made you go there? How did you get started?
3: Yeah, man. So I was playing uh, with, with Tony and Tobin, you know. We were, we were having our season at Mega City, I think, at that time. And uh, one of my, uh, I, I played for the Somali national team in 2016. So uh, I had uh, some really close friends that were in the college space and playing college basketball. One of them was uh, Yusuf Ali. And I think it was around January time. That one year that before I went to play for Tony, I was, uh, I was actually, I attempted to go to Seneca, but I just didn't, I didn't really know if that was for me. So I just, I left after one year or two and this is after Harrison, So um, um, he, he played for Seneca at the time and they were having an amazing season, undefeated halfway through the season. And um, he wanted me to come on the team. And I was looking to go back to school at the same time, so it was kind of like a perfect storm. Um, I I go over, uh, I, I meet with the coach, I see if my uh, I'm eligible to go back to school and finish my program. I was. Um, I talked. I talked to Yusuf. I'm like, yo, I gotta I gotta play with you guys, man. This is this is looking promising. You guys look like you have a, a really good team here. I was uh, I was having a lot of success with Tobin at the time, so you know I really improved my game and everything. So I thought it was like. It was kind of like everything was working out perfect, so uh, I ended up playing. I, I came halfway through the season. We did not lose a game the rest of the season, and I don't know if you guys heard about that Seneca team, but we went undefeated hold all the way hold through. On, hold, hold, on.
1: We, we, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold We 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 won't get to all that. We won't get to all that. I promise you, we'll get to all that. We, we we won't get to all the all the good stuff about it. This, you know, yeah. we, we can't we can't be we can't be imagining too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. Can't be imagining too much.
3: Uh, but yeah, that's how I got the Seneca man.
1: Okay, hey, now you you played
2: under Coach McNeely, you know, what was his coaching style like, you know, did you like play or did you appreciate playing under a system like that?
3: That's that's a uh, great, great question. Um I would have to compare like Coach McNeely to like Phil Jackson. And like why? he was he was weird. He did weird things. Like he would <laughs> man, he would sit in the middle of the court with a towel on his head while we were running, like he would just always run us, he was hard on us, like he wasn't, like, uh, a regular coach, I would say that. Like, he was uh, – he used different techniques. Like, he played um, – I not remember the song name, man. It was, like, some white old artist. Like, he would play that, like, in practice while we were, like, shooting free throws. And, like, he he would just had like, our whole – our brain wired to, like, a different wave. Like, man, I have to give that guy so much credit for that championship season because he gave us – like, he got everybody, like – uncomfortable. Like, we were never comfortable the whole season. Even when we were winning games, next practice would be even harder. You know, like, um, unfortunately, the next season after that, like, he, we didn't play as well. But he was doing the same type of things, and we still had a great season. We went 17-3. But, um, man, I, I can't speak enough about uh, Coach McNeely, man. He was one of a kind, for sure. He used, yeah, so, he used a lot of different techniques, man.
2: So, the philosophy changed, just the the accolades and success didn't come the season after. With that being said, what was one of the first things Coach McNeely taught you,
3: man? I guess it was just like, like a internal calmness, almost like he just kind of like he got everybody's like, hey, he would make you really understand the moment, you know? Like when we were in that nationals game, um, there's one thing he said in the locker room was like, he took it, he took everybody aside, and he's just like, yo. You may never be here again. Like, this is, this is like a moment, like, you're going to remember your whole life. Take it in, breathe it in, you know, like, he was just a, that type of guy. He would just kind of, like, understand life a little bit. Like, he, he, he would put it all in our heads that this is, like, this is all going to happen and go. Like, it's, it's not going to be here forever, so just enjoy it. And uh, that really helped a lot, man. Like, he, he, was, he was different.
2: For sure. Now... 2018 you guys won the OCAA National Championship you know if yeah. I'm not mistaken, that was like the first time in the last two decades something like that
3: so right. so yeah.
2: what What did that mean to be a part of a championship win like that but also contributing to that
3: man I can't even tell you what that means to me because I don't think I've ever been a part of something that big mm-hmm. um, winning OCs was like really the National Championship because the, the hardest teams in the whole the whole country was from Ontario. You're talking about uh George Brown in the season. I'm talking about Humber. I'm talking about Sheridan, you know, I'm talking about Redeemer. These were all like the best teams in the whole the whole country that we had to play in in the in the Ontario collegiate uh, playoffs. So um that game against Sheridan, I don't know if you guys watched like we almost lost that game. We went to overtime well, by the grace of God, Yusuf Ali hit a corner shot to to tie the game and to take us there, man. That was pretty insane, but I had a terrible game that, that game, by the way. Like, that was probably my worst game the whole playoff run. I don't even know if I had over five points. Yeah, uh,
2: that's how it goes.
3: Yeah, but we won that game. Um, Man, what did what does that mean? Like, I can't even tell you what that means. Like, I think about that. I play out front all the time, man. Just when I'm bored, I just, especially in the pandemic, man, I go back and watch videos. I know you guys are, like, that. That's like, that's what I do. Like, I just, I just, I'll, I'll feel down one day, and I'll be like, damn, I'm just let me go watch some of those highlights. You know, like, make me feel better. But, man, I can't even tell you. It's just uh, a moments I'll never forget in my whole life.
2: Now, I'm not sure if you heard or if you guys are familiar with all the Smoke podcast with Shaquille O'Neal, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, but you know, Shaq. You know, talked about the importance of a locker room. He referenced the Spurs that their star players never had a fight. You know, I'm talking about Tony, Manu, Tim Duncan, that era kind of. You know, talk to us about the importance of having a good locker room and you know your team the teammates in that locker room.
3: Yeah, man. So I have to give I have to give a lot of credit to Yusuf Ali, man, because we there were there was four Somalis on the team that year. It was me, Isa, Hani, and uh Yusuf. But, like, Yusuf, man, he, this guy, he coaches uh, Toronto Basketball Academy, and uh, I think it's an AAU team right now. But he's just, like, he's a coach now. So, I, you, you could already see, like, on the court, he was he was a coach too. Like, before, he was even a real coach. So, that guy, he just knows how to bring people together. And as much as as it was McNeely that, that brought us together, it was Yusuf Ali just as much. He was, like, they those two guys are hand-in-hand in, hand and, like, our success. Because if it wasn't for Yusuf Ali, like, Bring the locker room together, as you said. Like we had a really, really, really good locker room, man. Like everybody really like was down with each other and like with you know we we play hard for each other, and you know that was because of Yusuf, man. Yusuf was always talking to everybody, making sure everybody was good. Yo, like what's what's up, man? You know you, you look down today, like you know like you always he was that guy in the locker room to just make sure like if something was wrong that day and somebody was off, off, you call somebody out on it. Like it would never go like unspoken about. So I think those are the little things that you know that really make a team what they are, you know, because if, if if there's one thing off and nobody addresses it and then it, it throws off the whole practice or it throws off the whole game and then you let those things continue and build up, it's just, you, you'll never succeed. So you always got to address things when when uh, when they happen. So yeah, man, just the, the locker room was probably the best locker room I've ever been in. I'll say that for much. We were singing, dancing every game. Like it, it was lit.
1: Sorry, so, 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 sorry D bro I I, I, want, I want to chime in real quick on that because, you know, like you said, you said, you said, Yusuf was was your player, uh, your 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 player. Your Chris player Paul.
3: Name. I'll call him Chris Paul. Like that's that's what he was.
1: Chris Paul. Your Kyle Lowry. Your Rajon Rondo. You know, you, you every team needs that. Every team needs somebody yeah. to, to be that glue guy to bring everybody together. You know, even on the Boston Celtics, when when they won the championship, they had Kevin Garnett, who was that glue guy that was like, "Hey, man, we gotta all do everything together as a team." He's talked about it all the time, even when when he's on, um, you know, when he's on all the smoke or different podcasts, he talks about it all the time saying that he brought every single one of his teammates to dinner, and if you didn't have it, I they, he paid for them. Even on, on the Trailblazers or not Trailblazers on um in Minnesota, you know, like whatever, whenever he was on. Where he was, he said every single person on the team needs to come to dinner, not player, not not um, not um, not coaches, but just players. And we 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 recently had Nick Wiggins on the podcast. You know, unfortunately, the, the episode didn't get aired for whatever reason. But we and he spoke about the the, the importance of Kevin Garnett, for instance. So when what Kevin Garnett did one time, they, the team was was down. It's similar to the as well. And he's saying that Kevin Garnett brought all the players inside. The coaches came in. They said, "Nope, get out." And, and he sat everybody down and said, yo, we got to get our ish together right now because if you guys don't get your ish together, we're going to be an ishy team. And I, should, I have other words to say, <laughs> but that's, for lack of better words, that's, that's what he was saying, an ishy team, stuff like that. And to be honest with you, like, like I'm, I'm, I know Yusef personally from, from playing against him, from watching him play with Seneca, from coaching against him, you know, stuff like that. Man, you're 100 percent right, bro. Like, like he is a very calm, collected guy. He's someone that will that will hold you down to the point where he cares about you so much. If you if you if you care about him, kind of thing, he'll never he'll, he's never fake towards anybody. He's not you know nothing like that. So it kind of it kind of shows you know you know and, and I don't mean to you know jump a little bit, but the following year when you guys lost him, yeah, you guys still went 17. They showed, yeah. Then you guys went 17 and three, but when you lose that leader, you know that hurts the the, the whole team dynamic in himself. So. You're- yeah, to talk a
3: little bit more about Yusuf, too, man. You, you get a good point, man. Like, he was, like, not only did he show by actions, I mean, like, showing by talking to us and everything, but he's, he's like, like, after practice, he would be the only one, like, in the gym, like, after staying. Like, people are, we would see that. And then, like, uh, next practice, you don't know, there's one guy staying with him. The next practice, after that, there's like three guys staying with him. The oh, two weeks after that, the whole team is, like, staying extra 30 minutes to shoot free throws and stuff, you know? So it's just everything that he was doing. And, and another point, too, like, he would keep, he would take guys out to, to dinner. We would always we would always go out after games. We would make wow. sure of it to like to go eat. Like he keeps everybody together. Like we don't want to just have the game and go home. And then you know people are in their own world. They have their own problems yeah. and stuff. Like you know he would make sure like okay we won the game. That's not it. Like we're still a team. Let's go. Let's go do. Let's go eat. You know. Yeah. So it was it was a lot. It was a lot going into his his uh, leadership, man. For sure. For real.
2: Now, Nabil, you know, knowing what you know now about the way basketball is and, you know, knowing the progression you've made, you know, would you still have went to Seneca or would you have tried to, you know, try out to the States and pursue that, you know, NCAA or JUCO career?
3: Um, Had I known, what I known? No, I think my journey was good, man. Like, I'm very happy with it. Um, I think it made me the player who I am now. And, like, I do a lot of community work for my nonprofit. So just having all that, my whole experience in – and basketball on the journey and, like, playing with you guys, man, especially, like, all the top talent that I get to see with the Tobin during the summers and stuff. Like, man, I wouldn't trade that for anything, man. I love it.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, Nabil, wow. Nabil, before we get to, well, Nabil, before we get to some quickers, I got a question for you in particular, Nabil. You know, we spoke on Saturday when I saw you. Uh, We were talking a little bit about some type of stocks related to NBA players and stuff like that. I'm not exactly yeah, yeah. about it. You know about it more than I do. Give us a rundown about
3: that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's NBA Top Shot. It's like what I do. It's basically in the pandemic. It's a, it's an NFT. It's a non-fungible token. I've been uh, a little bit invested into it. It's pretty cool, man. It keeps you, like, I don't do fantasy basketball or anything like that. So, it's pretty much like a digital collectible of, like, NBA moments, NBA clips. And you, I know you guys are thinking, like, it's, so uh, yo, why can't I, I can just go on YouTube and and uh, search these clips up. Like, why am I going to pay for them, right? But um, it's it's basically on the block Ethereum blockchain where you can own these moments, and there's there's proof of that. There's a certificate almost online, and uh, they have serial numbers, and they have rarities, and there's there's uh some are worth more than others due to like the serial number. Like, up op- the m- number one serial number of a moment is worth more than the fifteen thousand, and sometimes uh, moments are only go by 500 uh, lim- limited amount or like some of them will go 35k so they all, they all range at different moments so I've never collected cards when I was younger because I just never understood like I never had the money because I was I was lived in subsidy housing all that stuff type of stuff so my mom never could afford it but now I do and it's just like it's kind of like reliving my childhood because I get to I get to collect again and it's it's stuff that I like I, lo- I love the NBA right so it's um it's pretty it's pretty cool man i think you guys should do some a little bit of research on it i think it's it's a growing space it's exploded over the month of february yeah. from like 20,000 uh, users to like 500k within like a whole month which is insane i think it's the biggest growth mm-hmm. in uh, a digital space ever but um yeah man it, the reason why i joined it was, joined it was back it was back behind the, the mba which was like okay that that immediately turned some switches so i'm like hey, let me go we'll check this out and i actually looked at the product and the website and seen what it was uh, all about and man it's 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 really really done nice so um yeah man that's what i've been doing in my pandemic to to waste my money and my a <laughs> little bit of my time but yeah
2: i'm telling you right now nfts is the new i i, I know about it. i'm i i did not know that that's what you're doing it's going to be the new wave in terms mm-hmm. of you know investing money, especially if you're an athlete, you don't need to be a basketball player to you know mm-hmm. have knowledge about these things. Darnell actually you know put me onto it. I actually have a friend which I'll probably talk to you after. She's really into the NFTs and you know behind mm-hmm. the scenes works. Um, but um, Darnell purchased a pack and he drew and he drew Lamelo Ball. So first day oh is exactly. Oh. So I think already oh it's God. I think it's already it's at like it was a rookie yeah. card um at sure. one
3: point it was at like 6k just for any yeah. Lamello moment yeah. so you purchased yeah.
2: that a couple of days ago i can only imagine what it's going to be but if he gets rookie of the year it's over it's absolutely yeah. over so i'll leave sure, it at sure. that so we could continue the show but i'll definitely talk to you after
1: because i didn't know yeah. you're into that stuff yeah man I, I i do have to say you know they, they kind of talked about it the other day they said a lebron rookie card if somebody held on to that is worth right now i think it's like 7.5 million dollars or something Mm-hmm. LeBron James rookie card, and even for John Morant, if you paid a th- if you invested, apparently, it could, this could be something different. I'm not too too familiar with it, so I do I definitely have to do my research. But something like John Morant, if 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 you um if you if you invested a thousand dollars into him, then right now he's worth like five grand or something yeah. like that. So are you, is that something you're familiar with too?
3: Yeah, man. So basically, the physical card space is kind of like a roadmap for the digital space because we're kind of yeah. transitioning into that. So if you see a LeBron physical card going for what do you would you say seven million or whatever yeah it's it's only it's only about time till the digital space kind of takes over that market but it's just uh it's it, think about it man Th- these physical cards man you they have ratings you gotta send it into somewhere to to get rated and then you don't know it has to come back and hopefully better condition because you you're shipping it over there. This this digital space is kind of more convenient because you could you see a moment you could buy it right away you know yeah if if you, if you want something you could see it there's uh, uh you you can find out the price of something because there's a million listed you know how much is listed there's not like this uh, uncertain amount that's out there of this the the card that you have this physical card there's actually a real numerical amount mm-hmm. so you know how much are out there you know the rarity and everything so it's kind of like uh, the physical cards but like better. So, and that's the way I see it, but it definitely got a lot of potential, man. And I see it growing so fast. So I'm very excited for what the future holds.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's get to some quicker to before we conclude the show. Uh, I want to, I want to ask you both, you know, starting with Tony, who is the most influential person in your life?
0: Most, uh, my dad, my father, of course. Uh, like to- Tobin wouldn't be anything without my father too. Right. So um, yeah, just, him as a person him as a businessman just everything him as a father yeah very uh has had a profound effect
1: on me yeah Nabil
3: probably probably my mom she's a single mother that's all I have to say there's not much to say after that
1: Mm -hmm. fair enough fair enough uh so I know I know obviously some people might say influential the same thing as important but I want to know the most important person in your life you know to both you guys (laughs)
0: uh well my wife's right beside me so I'll have to say her (laughs) Good answer, good
1: answer, good answer, good answer. <laughs> hey, Dev- 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 Devante, for that one, if I if I can figure out how to edit it, I'm gonna put some Steve Harvey next to it. Good answer, good answer. LeBeau.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just gonna say my girlfriend. I'm gonna see my girlfriend. Yeah,
1: fair enough, fair enough. Right. What would both of you you guys change about the NBA if you guys could? Um... Whether whether it's in marketing, whether it's in the rules, whatever it might be. It, it, it could be anything, you know, money-wise, it could be, be uh, just regular, you know, fashion-wise, uh, rules-wise, anything. Uh,
0: for me, it, I feel like there has to be some accountability with the refing. Um, just star right. players getting thrown out for the little, littlest thing is just bad for the brand, um, bad for the viewers. So if there's any type of uh, accountability for them, uh, I'd obviously uh, endorse that. But, I, but at the same time, I understand it's an incredibly hard job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they get more criticism than they deserve, but I think anything in life deserves accountability.
3: Good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm going to say refs too, but the one thing I hate about the refs is at the end of the games, fourth quarter, I got to watch these guys watch a monitor for like, Five to ten minutes, and it's for for like these replays. I'm like, it's I miss the fluidity of the game. Like you know, back in the day, they would just call something, play. You know, now everybody in the whole floor is complaining. They do one of these, and then they got to watch the screen for like five to ten minutes. So it's just it's a different game for sure, man. I wish they they could fix that a little bit. All
1: right. mm-hmm. Hey, t- For Tony, this is for you in particular. If you could put together a starting five with anyone in the world and go to the Rucker Park tournament, who would you put as your five?
0: Uh, anybody in the world?
1: Anybody in the world? I
0: We're have talking to play- Rucker
1: though. Rucker. I'm talking Rucker. Yes, I'm talking. I'm, t- I'm talking Rucker. But but who would who would your five... Hey, listen, if you if you have the best five, you can you can beat anybody at Rucker. Uh,
0: anybody That's in the great. world, right?
1: Anybody in the world. Okay.
3: That's a good well, question. You should I have said bring- any Tobin player.
0: I have to bring Josh <laughs> Collins. Everyone knows this. That Ooh. Josh Collins is just a winner and. Uh, I need one Tobin player anyway, so Josh Collins. Josh Collins,
3: yeah, I, like that, I like that. Yeah, Shout
2: out to Josh.
0: Josh Collins, number one point guard.
3: The Tobin uh, goal.
0: Guard, James Harden. Uh, small forward. Ooh, small forward is kind of tough. I'll still go with KD. I know... Uh, yeah,
3: you have to go. You, you have go to go with KD.
0: Well, people me. will pick LeBron. Some people up. are going to pick LeBron. Yeah,
3: man. do you see what KD did at the Rucker? He has history there, man.
0: Crazy. KD. Uh, power forward. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Draymond just because I like defense, and I want to. I would, you know, ha- having the opportunity just to talk, talk with him, pick his brain would be fun too. So I'll go with Draymond. Center, I have to go with Jokic. He's probably one of my favorite players
1: right now. So I'll go. With wow. Him. Yeah. Wow. So so no 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 Kobe no Michael no no LeBron. Okay. I like that mix though. I like that mix a lot. Hey, to be honest, to be honest, with 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 Josh running the point, you know, finding those guys. I don't know if Josh, if Josh and James Harden would 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 mix because you know James <laughs> doesn't like to have the ball in his hands a lot, but it'd definitely be interesting to watch. No, that would be a fun team to watch. I would love to see if you get if you can get that going, Tony. Let me know, Malcolm. I it that. Hey, <laughs> be a similar question for you though, but obviously you're you're playing. You got four other guys to play with. Who are you rocking with?
3: Oh man, so I'm the Tobin player. Yeah, I got to no, put this, Katie is, in there. This
1: is, this is this is your team, Tobin player, not Tobin player, whatever it might oh. be. You 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 yeah. plus four four other guys.
3: So yeah, me at point guard, obviously. <laughs> um uh I get KD. That's like unspoken, man. Like this guy is a bucket. Okay. Uh I get Shaq in his prime. Can I do primes or is it right now?
1: What your your, Whatever world, man, I want, your
3: right? world. Uh I'll get VC, you Jeez. know. You always need that the guy you can throw a log to. Um what's that? That's three, right? Yep. Uh, I'm not, I don't really care about position. This is the Rucker. Let me get, um, let me get Ben Simmons, man. You know, we got to push that ball. I know you can't shoot. You don't really need to shoot out of the street ball, man. This is straight to the rim. Let me get Ben right. Simmons. We need another passer. And then I'll get, I'll get Luka, man. I'll get Luka. Luca oh. Magic. <laughs> wow. Wow, He's, gonna nice. to He's gonna be complaining to nobody. Complaining to the crowd. <laughs>
1: hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. If you guys, if you guys can figure this, you figure that out, man. Most definitely, like 100. Be- be- before we get to our, our our final game, though, I have a question for both you guys. Yeah. Nabil, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this first because you know, set up the tension a little bit. Give Tony a minute to think about it. Best Tobin basketball player of all time. Oh God.
3: <laughs> can I give you a top three? You can give me a top one.
1: <laughs> no, oh. go, 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 go go ahead go ahead top three, top three that's fine that's fine
3: okay i have to think about this um
1: tony i hope you're thinking because when it comes to you <laughs> i need to hear it
0: <laughs> i feel like i'll get in trouble I- i'm not supposed to have favorites or you know
3: <laughs> okay i i guess i could just just go with the the elephant in the room Josh I Collins. It the
2: okay Josh Collins. i gotta go with the easy answer
3: man this guy he's just, he's just a goat. Um, top three. I'm giving you top three.
1: Damn. You know, Tony, I, I have a different question for you afterwards. So I'll, I'll, I won't get you in trouble. Don't worry. I got a different question for you, similar but di- but different.
3: Uh, I'll put Jamil in there. I'll put Jamil. He's uh, he's been he's been on the team for a pretty long time. You know, he's uh, he's pretty Jamil. goaded. He improved, a he improved a lot. Improved a lot. And I'll throw um, this is so tough, man. I know some names, man. But uh.
1: You're not
2: putting yourself in there, bro. That that's unspoken. That's already said. You don't need to say that.
3: No, yeah. no, I'm not gonna myself because these these guys are goaded, man. Like, I'm putting these guys. I'm putting right now. Oh, I'll put Den. I'll put Den. Den's my guy.
1: Okay, okay, okay. That's okay. my top three. All right, Tony. Similar question, but a little different. Obviously, we won't ask you who your favorite team was, who your favorite player was. But we're gonna ask you what who your favorite team
0: favorite team
1: favorite team favorite Toba Ooh. team.
0: Oh, that's a uh... Now I need a minute to think about that one. Oh, man. That's really hard to say. Oh man!
3: Uh, you can't. What are you gonna say, Tobin? Like you gotta say the jerseys. I think is the best way you no, can no, no. describe I, it. I,
1: like like he he could like like you name it off the the mega city team that won the championship with like Prince and 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 you and, and Devontae and Cy and not Devontae Campbell but Devontae Williams and and mm-hmm. whoever you know just stuff like that. They talk about the the, the players that. We're on the team and your favorite, favorite team.
0: I think I would go with the first uh, Halifax championship team Um, because I think Halifax was sort of a big milestone for us in terms of like we, well, I was on that team. We won prize prize money, you know, like, like we actually got paid to play basketball. So it kind of like elevates you from like an amateur team to like a, you know, maybe semi pro team, if you want to call it that. Um, and especially because we got to win with like a lot of the day ones, I would say like a Nabil, Jamil, uh, Josh, Felix, we won with a lot of guys that's been on the team for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the biggest,
3: even a, even a first timer. Remember that seven footer I brought?
0: Um, Mohammed Mohamed Rage, 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 yeah. uh, I
3: brought a seven footer Somali in that, that one, that time too. So wow! shout out to him.
0: So yeah just being able to win with guys who've been loyal and with the program for a long time is always uh,
1: a big uh, honor. More definitely, more definitely I like that I like that answer. I like that answer too actually. Loyalty is, is loyalty is royalty, man. Loyalty is royalty. But, uh, we, you know, we, we, we're going to get to our perfect, our perfect world, our final game. This is partnered by Boston Pizza Rutherford. Make sure you guys check out Boston Pizza at Rutherford, Jane and Rutherford. If you guys are hungry, you guys are looking for some type of pizza, pasta, any type of Italian food, man, make sure you guys go check out uh, Boston Pizza at Rutherford and Jane. Devante, on you. All right, guys. We'd like to conclude this show. I'm
2: looking really forward to this because I feel like we've already had some different answers here today. Stephen, yet again, we did not write it down prior to time. You have your, do you have your notepad? No, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. But um, what we like to do is conclude the show with a game called In a Perfect World. I'm going to draw a scenario. Both of you, again, are going to give you a two-second spiel, not too much, just for the sake of the show. And then we're going to go on. So okay. you guys are both at the end of your high school careers in a perfect world, right? And um, you get, you've get you done any everything you can do to become a five-star recruit. You got every school in the country, right? In America, we're putting this in America, right? NCAA. Which school you're going to, and why? Wow. Anybody wants to start, you go. I'm not gonna put. If anybody has it first, go ahead. Explain the. Okay,
3: line. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go. Uh, UNC. I'm gonna go UNC. A bit, uh, we
2: got a first roy. Let's we got a go. first roy. Let's go. Roy
3: Williams, man. Vince Carter. You talking about uh MJ. You know, you can't you can't go wrong. So yeah. I like their jerseys too. Their jerseys are hard.
1: Very hard. You're wearing baby blue right now.
3: Yeah. See, come on. Come on, come on man. man. It's already it was already in my head. I think I was, I think I went there a year. Who knows?
0: <laughs> uh... You know, I don't have a, I don't have a specific school, but I would just pick any terrible school where I could be the star player. I think, uh, yeah, you know, we we selfless now, but if I had a, I had a next life where I could be selfish, I would just pick a school where I could be the star, get the ball all the time, and just put up numbers.
1: All right,
2: okay, all right. So now you're at UNC. You're at any terrible school that you put up numbers. You're at at those two particular schools, and you do what you have to do. Again, first year, all rookie team, rookie of the year, first team, all conference, right? You know, in in the draft, you know, we don't get to pick where we want to be in the lottery, but because of the interviews, you can kind of dictate whether you like this team or not, depending on how you answer. So now, you're in the lottery. Which team are you going into the NBA, and why?
3: You Guys, know my answer.
2: Oh, god, <laughs> I got it. I want, I know what you're gonna you want say. Me to say. I want to know why. Yes, huh? I want to know why.
3: Man, Mark Cuban's the best general manager, slash t- uh, team owner. No, he's not general manager, he's a team owner. And like,
1: what did you expect? He's yeah, do you don't see the wall,
3: yeah, man. Like, Mark this,
1: well, Q- but Mark Cuban, no, 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 no. yes, yeah, I get to be beside Bulban? but but he, but. He, but but he said he. But he said that Mark Cuban is the best owner of all time uh, uh, right now. Yeah, man. Keep going. Yes, he is. Keep going. Keep going. He,
3: ca- he cares about his players. He's at every game. You know, he's celebrating. He's in the locker room in losses, wins. You know, I, I get to play alongside Luca. You know, obviously playing in Toronto would be nice, man. I'm not gonna lie. That's probably my second choice. But if I if I could be out there in ta- in Dallas where there's no tax, I can get a big house for 500k. <laughs> what? Stop, man. Stop. It's easy.
1: you think thinking today. You thinking. Come on, man. You're thinking. You're thinking. Go ahead. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, for me, if it's not Toronto, it would be uh probably New York, I would say. Uh, You know, I just feel bad for the franchise. You know, they the fans have suffered for quite a long time now. So if I could bring them a championship, you know. Like, Jeremy I Lin 2.0? I, I would have said Toronto <laughs> if we didn't win like two years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'll go with New York. Okay. Now, the most interesting
2: part one, we're in Texas, one, we're in the state of New York, right? You now are done your rookie contract. You're four years, I'm pretty sure, right? You're the star player on the team. You've hit every accolade possible, rookie of the year, all first team NBA, et cetera, et cetera. I haven't won a championship yet, though, right? You lure in players into you because of your significance in the NBA. Now, it's probably going to be a little bit easier than Dallas and in Dallas than in New York. But guess what? We're in a perfect world. So now, you get the access to bring in two players or persuade two players to your team in the NBA today. One has to be he's done his four years, so we're going to consider him a vet. The other one has to be either a rookie or a sophomore. Which two players are you
3: picking? hmm mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Where we want to start? Okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start just in, for the sake of uh, you know, because I, I already have my answer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Lamelo, come over to Dallas. You know, him, Luca, me, and then for like a uh, a vet, let me get Kawhi, man, uh, old Kawhi, big. Let me get Kawhi mm-hmm. over here, man. We winning a championship.
1: I could see that though. I could see that. It's a good combination. That'd be a. That'd actually be a great team. I would yeah. love to see. I would love to see I, people and Kawhi together.
3: Yeah, man. I used to be a big Kawhi fan, by the way, until uh, he left Toronto. But it is <laughs> what it is, man.
0: Man, uh, are we talking about four years later? Like, am I getting KD four years later, or am I getting like I'm a getting KD,
2: KD, KD right, right now? Oh, You're KD getting now. the KD right now.
0: Oh, man. Uh, I'll go with Jokic since I've been talking about him all day. I don't know how I can't go with him. Um, rookie or a sophomore, I'll, I'll go with Zion. I don't know.
1: He's uh, That's a good be amazing. second-year
0: player, 27 points per game is probably crazy on his efficiency, too. So I'll go with Zion. Crazy front court, hopefully I'm a point guard or something. But, yeah, those two. I'll go with those two.
1: It's crazy about it. We we actually haven't had any Zion on the show. We haven't had a Zion. We haven't had a Jokic. We have. Not. We haven't had a Kawhi. Yeah, we haven't had a Kawhi. I think we
2: had Wow, a
3: that's that's shocking. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> Stephen, let me ask you a question real quick. You going to New York or you going to Dallas?
1: Which one are you going to? Because I know where I'm going. Uh, where am I going? Oh, like, yeah. I like, I'll, I'll go to Texas, you know what I'm saying? I go to Texas for, 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 yes, for the for the warm weather. You know what I mean? Low, low, low to no taxes. And that's no that, pressure, I'm man. On top of that too. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all of the teams they picked. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Texas. That's okay. it. If, if, if both teams are coming to me with an offer, the Knicks or Dallas. Think about it. All three teams in Texas have been successful. The Knicks are just being successful right now and they haven't been successful in like eight years. That, well, right right, right. now, Houston sucks. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But other than Houston, San Antonio's still pretty good. Uh, and, and Dallas is pretty good right now, too. I don't got to pay high taxes. You know, the, the weather is warm every year, except this year. I don't know what happened this year. Right now, they, they were going through a, their own pand- pandemic. Then, then on top of that, you know, it, it's just live over there. It's fun over there. You know what I mean? Huh. And, and can't really go wrong with that.
2: Can't the go. only reason I asked to clarify, because even now, you still didn't mention anything about Kawhi and Luka. So I'm just asking, are you going for the luxury tax or are you going for the weather? Which, or are you going for Nabil's answers? Because I'm going to New York. You put okay, okay. your
1: You're talking based on the players that were there. Oh, yes, my, the players that they picked. I'm still going to Texas because you okay. know me already. You know I'm a Kawhi guy. You okay. know I'm a Kawhi guy. I personally think Kawhi is top three in the NBA right now, to be honest with you. I personally think that. <laughs> no,
2: I'm not, not going to get into this. Especially,
1: especially if, if he wins this year. If he wins this year, bro, he's definitely a top three. How could you not be a top three when you, when you brought the Raptors and Clippers to the championship? Steven, guess what? Guess what? You don't care. Oh, it's, it's relevant.
2: No, no. That's, <laughs> a, that's a
1: topic for a different day. That's a topic for a different day. <laughs> I'm just curious. That, that concludes. The perfect world thank you no but but before we conclude the show can somebody ask my question how can you All not be right. top three if, if you win the championship and one of the <laughs> two of the worst organizations in the sense of not winning a championship the raptors and the clippers
2: yeah you
1: could no. argue it at the end but he has to win that championship okay fine fair enough fair enough how, how we always conclude the show is we we like to ask you guys one final question before we before we get going um you know to both you guys one thing that we want to know is is Who's somebody that you would like to see on, on whether it's talk your exposure, the Tobin podcast, whatever it might be. But here's the kicker though. If we can't get them on the show, you guys help to have to help us get them on.
3: Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say another Tobin player that I don't think is on your list for this series. I'll say uh James Yakum. I wanna see where we have the list. You have him on the list? Sure. Okay, You're damn. Uh, let me switch it up. Let me switch it up. Um get no get Nolan good in. I, you know, I want to get get the old man on. You know, I know he's uh he's been a Tobin player, so mm-hmm.
2: That'd
3: be it'd be good that's to a hear. Good one. It. That's a good you know, one, that's yeah, good Nolan Gooden. That's a good
1: one. What about you, Tony?
0: Uh shoot, you do you have Shane? Shane knows C N D. We have Shane. Okay. Shane. Uh, hmm. I'll go with uh. Alex DeRoches De DeRoche. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to him a little bit about his career and he had uh, some pretty interesting stories. Um, and especially because he's not like a super standout athlete type of player. He's more fundamental, uh, very uh, smart. So I think he'd be a great person. You know, a lot of players could probably relate to him more than like, you know, super athletic players or stuff like that. So I think he's a great, great player.
1: That'd be awesome, awesome, awesome. Hopefully, we'll be we'll be able to get them on the show and and be able to introduce their story to everybody. Hey, I want to ask you guys. You know, where can we find you guys on social media? Whether you know it's on Twitter, Instagram, no Snapchats. We don't need all that, but Twitter and Instagram.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, my Instagram is at Nabil Jama One, but most importantly, I have a podcast, uh, kind of similar to yours, where we talk about basketball, not about individual players. It's called uh, the Basketball Bullies, and you can follow us on on Twitter at at Top shop Bullies, mm-hmm. or on Instagram at bas- bas- the Basketball Bullies. So follow us on there.
1: Make sure y'all follow that and tune in. Tune in. Where can we find you on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts and all that? Every,
3: everywhere, everywhere except YouTube.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up.
3: Yeah,
0: Tony. Uh, yeah, just at Tobin underscore Basketball. Simple.
1: Yeah. Make sure y'all go fo- y'all f- go follow both of them. It's Tobin underscore Basketball or the, the Basketball Bullies, uh, and also Nabil underscore Drama. You one.
3: No, Nabil, at Nabil Jama one. But um, wait, let one. me get the before we leave. Let me get the right Instagram because I know I'm forgetting it, man. You guys are gonna kill me. <laughs> I know my my boys watching. What the the Instagram is the Basketball Bullies.
1: Okay, so make sure y'all y'all go check out check. <laughs> out. Oh,
3: sorry, sorry. Basketball Bullies Pod at Basketball Bullies Pod. All one word, no spaces, no dots. At sorry about that. There yeah, we
1: go. There we go. There we go. Hey guys, we, we want we want to thank you guys for for tuning in. You know, for, yeah. again to another episode of the Tobin Podcast, Toby Series Podcast. Like I said, again, man, we're excited to do this. You know, Tony, shout out to you for for allowing us to do this and for partnering with, partnering with, with us for it, man. We we hope that we are we're able to keep you proud and do you proud and 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 you know to be able to show all this incredible talent you've had and been able to showcase yourself. So we're just hoping that we can continue that for you. And you know, we wish you guys both you guys nothing but success. Nothing but safety and make sure we we're able to see you guys soon on the court, man.
3: Man, yeah. We, we appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm going to speak for Tony. I see what you guys are doing. Um, You guys, I was talking to Steven. And I was like, uh, you guys are pretty much uh the Steven Jackson and the Matt Barnes of uh, <laughs> Toronto, man. You guys are doing a lot. of. You guys are doing a great job, man. You have some some uh, high-quality guests. You know, you guys deserve a lot more exposure. I know your name is Talker Exposure, but man, you guys are doing a really good job, man. You guys should keep it up. This is an amazing podcast. And yeah, man. Thank you. Man. We love it, man.
0: Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate yeah, you. Thank you for having me, having uh, my organization of my players, you know, like having a, uh, giving them an outlet, you know, to talk about their story. So even for me, I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Cause I don't, I don't know like everything about them too. Right. So for, for sure. me, I'm excited too.
1: For sure. For sure. Hey, one more time, we want, we want to give you guys, we want to give you guys nothing, And one more time, you know, nothing but peace and love to you guys and, and stay safe during the time, man.
2: Yes, sir.